Hey everybody, Jack here. Uh, just a quick note about this week's episode. We had some technical difficulties with Mark's audio track, so we had to use his backup recording. As you will hear, it doesn't sound perfect, but we do think it's a fun episode and that it was better than nothing at all, so we hope you enjoy. Thanks. I was bursting at the seams with health. I was healthy. I'll show you my dick. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Have you ever heard two men talking behind your back and imagine they were talking about you, Jack? Often. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is another ordinary guy who just works in a warehouse. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1962 Carnival of Souls, uh, which was a pick from Patreon member Janae. Janae, thank you very much for that. Uh, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. Out of this 1960 what? 62. Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen. For those of you saving it in abeyance. Although spoilers kind of matter for this one. Yeah. D- did you watch to the end of it, Jake? Yeah, yes, I did. Okay. Yes, they do. They do matter. <laughs> yes. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So in that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes? What beers did you pick for the 1962 movie Carnival of Souls? Uh, so in retrospect, maybe I should have saved Chasing Ghosts for this yes. episode. Um, but unfortunately, I drank that one last time. This week, I'm drinking another epic beer. So another Salt Lake City brewery. Um, I'm drinking Spiral Jelly. Same, same brewery. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, same one. Okay, shut up. I'm bad at talking today. I'm drinking Spiral Jetty IPA. For those of you unaware, Spiral Jetty the, is this like weird piece of modern art stuff that was built back in the 70s in the Great Salt Lake that is just like a jetty, like a, well, it's a jetty that goes out into the lake and then spirals <laughs> around a bunch. It's not really meant to be functional, but it's just like out there to be weird and cool looking, kind of just like in this movie. There's that thing that's just sort of out there that to be weird and cool looking, just out in the lake. So boom, connections all over the place. You kind of had a leg up on this one uh, because of the Salt Lake connection this movie has. Yeah, Salt Lake gonna... as a city frequently has a beer advantage over Boise. I've heard that. Frequently. <laughs> this was your movie, though. This is like your time to shine, yeah. if ever there has been one. And I hope that I did shine. It's funny. You know, I went to, I'm going next, Jack. I, I went to the <laughs> store and I was looking for a beer and I found Chasing Ghosts. And I was like, maybe I'll just ride those coattails from last week, see if he tries to you pull know, it again. You were complaining last week about not having access to Chasing Ghosts. Well, but it's here's true. the thing. Uh, I hadn't seen it in stores and I looked at it this week because I was like, I don't, haven't seen this in a while if I, I can't recall the last time I saw it. Whatever. Look at the can, Denver, Colorado. I'm like, they have multiple breweries? <laughs> And we get that stuff from further away. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. I don't, really? I don't know why. Well, Talk mean... to Epic about that. That distribution doesn't make any sense. Or Epic's from not Salt Lake, and you're really fucking all this up. That is weird. Let me just quickly check my bottle. I'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> I can. I <laughs> am you will have positive. Lost. Epic is in downtown Salt Lake City. I just don't know where the distribution center is from. Yeah, Salt Lake City, yeah. Utah, right there. I wonder if they have multiple brew. I don't know. There's no way science can tell us. Anyway, I got the only Utah beer that I could find as one of my beers. I, I got a Uinta. I got Hop Nosh IPA. I'm drinking that guy. And the other one that I'm going to be drinking tonight, you know, Carnival. What's that close to? It's like close to a festival. It's the start of I was October. Say circus. We, got, we got a lot of fest beers out right now. So I just got an old standby. I love Iyengar. It's a Meritson. It's really good. I'm going to drink that one because I like it. So we got a fest, and it's a thing from Utah. A festival in Utah, a carnival in Utah, it's soulsy. Uh, you did some stuff. 
You did some stuff. I tried. Yeah. yeah. My primary one this week isn't actually a beer. Mm. Uh, I, I am, can see this, actually. <laughs> yeah, you, I got the whole setup going on right now. As we speak, I am brewing up a nice, lovely pot of coffee. Uh, and I have some JMO here, some John Jameson, uh, into into the co- which will be deposited into the coffee, and uh, that's going to make an Irish coffee, which is going to make me feel better in the morning and make me a fun guy by lunch. Um, it's the only alcohol referenced in this movie that directly. There is a bottle of beer, but you can't tell what it is. I tried to freeze frame it. Couldn't I don't think do it was it. anything in particular. Probably yeah. a spiral jetty. Yeah, uh, so I'm sure I'm- it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1962. <laughs> it's a fine so in any case, Irish coffee is my primary uh, sort of beer for these fears. Sure. And are you going to try and rhyme it? It's a spirit. It's still a spirit. It's a spirit for these spirits. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then as far as a beer goes, I went out to the Albertsons by my house. I got myself a growler of a Boise brewing beer, one that I've actually don't think I've had before. This is a Sun Cruisin' Session IPA. Okay. Uh, because this movie is a woman who would love about a movie, woman who would love to be in the sun and has to cruise from uh, one part of the coast to the other. It didn't end up on the growler, but the logo here is like a big old school what? car. She's going from Kansas to Salt Lake, man, in a giant old boat. It's not Those one coast to the other. Yeah, okay, that part I was wrong about. Sure, I'll grant you that. <laughs> the middle, it's like coast. one state over. It's not <laughs> one state in over between Kansas and in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In any case, she wants to be doing some sun cruising, but uh, alas, the uh, nightmares persist. Um, but you don't have to worry about that as much as you do the Irish coffee. Jack, got going on. I think for Christmas, I'm going to get you a big ass shoehorn. Uh. Okay, just the way you shoehorned that joke in? Yeah. Just, okay. No, just like the way you shoehorned in the beer. Shut up. It's a good joke. <laughs> wow. But drinking beers and watching the 1962 movie Carnival of Souls isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And it's actually been a couple of weeks here because uh, we did a horror release roundup last week. We might have also had some other stuff that's been rocking our horror world. So, Jake, let's start with you. What else has been rocking your horror world? Well, yeah, do we want to start or end with the old Beer for Fears? Oh, yeah, we got, we got a whole new segment. Get us going with that. Uh, Well, cue it up. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! Okay, we all in the mood? Are we ready? Let's get it going. for it? Okay, Uh, I lost the Alien movie, The Graysfield Incident. I lost that one. So we picked three Alien movies for the the Paytons to, to pick for me to watch, and the one that made the cut was Fire in the Sky. Interesting thing about Fire in the Sky, not really a horror movie, but <laughs> the last five minutes kind of qualify, and uh, they're pretty damn distressing. I will tell you that. I hadn't seen this movie. Uh, I think it's from like 93, early 90s. Um, it's more of like just a drama recounting. It, people are kind of like trying to figure out what actually happened to this dude who claims he was abducted after they find him naked on the side of the road. They're suspecting crime, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a Tuesday for me, you know what I mean? Yup, buddy. And uh, you don't really find out what happened until the end, and when you do, these alien, this this sort of alien abduction is like the worst kind <laughs> of alien abduction. Holy <laughs> shit. That part made the movie. It was really kind of boring until then, and it I does not qualify but you know what I'm talking about. We have these movies that sort of end up fitting the bill because they can squeeze enough out of a certain part of them 
selves. Yeah, sure do. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, that's what this okay. is. Uh, it's also it's a pretty good movie, but yeah, I I don't know that I would recommend it to someone who is out and out seeking horror. However, there is some horrifying what, elements to it. What era is this movie? Did you say? I can't remember. It was nineties. In 93. 93, okay. Yeah, or whatever. It's a horror. It, well, it's a, I don't know. It's a horror-ish movie. It's hard to tell when it came out. <laughs> I think it's timeless. 93. Yeah, timeless movie. Timeless movie. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Mark, you got any uh, <clears throat> losses you got to pay up for? Um, I do have some losses I have to pay up for, but I have not yet watched the movie. I still have, I'm still on the hook <laughs> for Jaws 2. Um, <laughs> Pretty solid. That's fun. But I haven't so. been able to get around to it. Okay, stay tuned for that. Um, I've got one. I lost the uh, Beers for Fear segment on the fly, so we picked a few different body horror movies, I think, yep. to watch. Mark uh, made up that poll. Tusk one. Yeah. Oh, I haven't sure. seen Tusk yet. Yeah, so I watched Tusk, which, by the way, is on Netflix uh, streaming, so you can just check that shit out. I'm really glad I watched it, but it is a weird movie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this would is. be a... This would be one of the best horror shorts I've ever seen. <laughs> it really struggles to fill the feature length uh, time frame here, but holy shit, the actual effects of the tusk part of this are gnarly. So if you just had the Justin Long growing various walrus things on him, it'd be cool. But no, I'm saying too you, much you, extraneous stuff. Yeah, exactly. You could mm. compress the plot line of this into a 30 minute movie. And I think it would do very, very well. Sure. But you'd have uh, to get really rid of struggled. a substantial amount of Michael Parks, which I have a problem with. <laughs> and all of Johnny Depp. That I'm okay with. Well, yeah, that one I'm 100% okay with. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm really glad to have watched it. I don't think I'll ever be revisiting it, but it's one that if you are interested in body horror, I think you definitely should see. Yeah, it doesn't seem like one you'd watch more than once. No. You no. know, although that's like any body horror movie, Save the Fly, for me. You say that. I. I've seen this five times. <laughs> I haven't seen it would, five times. I watched it you? once a oh. few years ago. And I'd like shortly after it came out, I guess that's probably about two and a half years ago at this point. Um, and every time I pass by it on Netflix, I'm like, eh, I'm not be in for that movie. <laughs> Your trigger fingers itch. You know yeah, it oh boy. It, the comedy does kind of work in certain spots. Like I said, it's over long, but there are funny moments in it. Justin Long does a pretty good performance as a real tremendous douchebag. Mm -hmm. um, the movie works. It's just, uh, you know doesn't have the plot to stand up to the feature length runtime but i am very glad i watched it that's all i've got cue scatman scatman's world so jake let's start with you again yeah what's actually been rocking your horror world lost beers for fears aside some horror shows talk Ooh, about those okay. for a second okay. uh, traditionally a fan of these not really no but i like creep show and Creepshow is making a comeback on Shudder now. Shudder, 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 Shudder is doing great things. <laughs> I say Shutter? it every fucking week. Well. Um, I watched the first episode because that's all that's available, and that's how that works. And I really liked it. I, I don't know what to say. It's exactly what you would expect. There are two shorts, and <laughs> they are both really kind of dumb, but they hit the bone like exactly where you want to be hit. For Creepshow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what you're going to get, and it delivers in that regard. Nice. How long is the first episode? <sighs> 45 minutes. Okay. 50 we're talking, minutes. Yeah, traditional drama-length show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's split into two, and it has the comic book and the, you know, everything you'd expect. It's creep show. So, wait. Yes, exactly. I think that they did a really faithful rendering of it in this go-round, and it's it's going to be something that I look forward to watching every episode of until it pisses me off, which hopefully it doesn't. Well, hell yeah. Uh, uh, this might not surprise you, but I am highly confused. Um... So, how many episodes? Each episode is forty minutes, but each episode is two episodes. Uh, there, are, there are, there are two segments. Okay. How many episode. episodes are there? I believe there will be six. But currently, there are one. 
There Currently, okay. there's one. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, I'm with you now. Good. Thank they you. didn't just release it all at once like Netflix does. That's what tripped me up. I thought they were all out there, and then I was, okay. I'm with you now. Correct, yeah. So, now let's talk about a Netflix thing. Two-sentence horror stories? Is that what it's called? I have no idea. Have you guys heard heard about this? this? No, what is this? It was popping up. I mean, I figured your Netflix experiences would be basically the same as mine at this point, where you fire it up and it's like, here's the new horror thing. Two-sentence horror stories. Uh, This is a series of, like, 20-minute shorts that are, I mean, it's just an anthology that are all tethered together by basically nothing other than the idea of the two-sentence horror story. So it has, like, this very quick blurb, and then it tells a story. About that over the course of 20 minutes. Sure. Um, it is really good background fodder for this time of year. I'll give it that. I, I don't think that anything is that good, but the production value isn't terrible here. And from my perspective, having it on while you're doing other things around the house is kind of how you want to ingest this one. You can pop in when it gets interesting, bail when it's not, doing whatever chores you're doing. Typical stuff, right? I will say, like, the floor here is not super low either, which is a good thing. I don't, there's not, there's none of these that I've seen and I'm almost done. I will say that I'm not quite done with these. I think there's eight of them and I've watched six. None of them are terrible, but none of them are outstanding like you would get with a typical, like, anthology movie. Okay. So I'm still waiting to see if there's going to be that one that really makes me love it. But as of right now, it's very serviceable. I'd recommend watching it because the barrier to entry is basically nil. I like that very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have. Uh, no, you've got one more thing. Do I? Yeah, the yeah, three of us watched a movie together, or at least tried to. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> a long day. It was great. It was one of the best movies that's ever been written. <laughs> I don't have anything. We watched oh, uh, Hell House LLC 3 Lake of Fire together. Uh, for the patrons, we were trying to do an experiment to see if that could be like a hangout movie to watch. Not with the system we had set up. That didn't work at all. No. Uh, but we did manage to watch it together, just kind of chatting with Mark in the background. That is correct. Um so it turns out that's exactly how we did it with Hellhouse LLC too. Yeah, if you'll remember. Yeah, exactly. Uh, One mean, year ago, we've yeah, we've kind of. We now. did it worse for Hellhouse LLC too. We at least yeah, like, we decided that I wouldn't be writing your audio for this one. Yeah, we hadn't given up on two, so we just had like Mark listen to the audio from our TV that was <laughs> the oh, delayed Jesus. audio. It was so bad. Oh my god! Yeah. But this one, Mark watched it from his own audio. Um, bad film, boys. Yeah, I look, you'll recall in the chat I was defending it for most of the of the movie. And I think it had promise at the beginning, but wow it managed, does this one fall off the rails yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. hard. It managed <laughs> to make you think shit, it was gonna save it. Yeah, it managed to make you think it was gonna like just stick the landing enough to not be as bad as two, which granted all you have to do is like land on the face of the earth to stick that landing. And it somehow didn't do that. No. It did not do that. It, it might be worse than two. I might kind of I kind of want to get revisit two to make I don't. sure. Okay, you, I you take that. I think it's worse than two. You take that task. Oh, you watch those two bad. and I'll, I'll, decide which so one's worse. As the resident two defender, I guess as the resident defender of this entire franchise, you guys all love one, but two's serviceable. The ending sucks, but like the actual <laughs> horror content in the middle of it is pretty good. That's pretty bad. Similar, to, similar to this one. There are... One and a half scenes in Hellhouse LLC 3 that are, like, good horror scenes mm-hmm. that are exactly what you want from this franchise of someone going into the house alone with a handy cam being like, I'm out of there, ha ha, this is fun, and then creepy shit happens to them, right? You got a lot of that in 2, and then both of their endings are just well, the worst. Uh, yeah, um, I... 
really, really hated this movie. It was very bad. The ending of this one was the worst. Oh my god! And the loose connection to the lake of fire. Um, couple of red CG bricks opening I, up. I, I, my I god! I don't, I don't even know what to say. My god! Yeah. Not a good movie. I'm sorry. I I wanted it to be so good. I love the first one so much. First one's yeah. close to perfect. It's. Fantastic. I feel like I feel like there was sort of there were the marks out there with number two. Like there was at least enough noise if you were to be like this movie sucked. Where it was like, ah, you know, it didn't. I haven't heard any of that with three. I've heard nothing. <laughs> yeah. I've heard no nothing to the contrary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Well, oofa doofa. So that concludes what's been rocking your horror world. Yeah, okay, uh, that's on, that's also on Shutter. We hadn't said that yet. If you want to go see it for oh. yourself, Shutter, Shutter, yeah, Shutter, Shutter, Shutter took a took a flyer on it and. That's okay, yeah. man. Hey. In summation, well. can't wait for number four. Oh, my. I will not be watching another one that comes out. Okay. This series has hurt me too many times. <laughs> that is a lie. I will you know definitely it, be watching that if it comes you out. You know that's a lie. <laughs> the second that comes out, you're going to be all over it. Good luck getting me drunk enough. <laughs> I mean, you know. Not really. <laughs> hey, Jack, you want to go watch it right now? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> not drunk at all, would like to clarify. This Irish <laughs> coffee is very tasty, though. It's making me happy. That's cool. Yeah. How about you tell me about what else has been rocking your horror world, though? I've got a bunch of stuff here, okay. man. I want to start by talking about something, and again, Shudder, because now it's officially Shutter, out. Shudder, I talked Shutter, about it the first time Shutter. when Mark was out of town, so I did want to just give it a mention while Mark's in town. Mark, watch One Cut of the Dead. Okay. This is a Japanese horror movie on Shudder. It's uh, about zombies, and it is the best horror movie I've seen this year, I think I can say. Having given Dude, it a little more time. spoilers. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, I, can we count it? It's like a 2017 movie. It's just being released in America for the first time. I'm just sure we can find a category. Throw it onto my list for me to watch, and then I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. This this is a next year. fan-fucking-tastic movie. I can't get over how good it is. Um, I'm huh. going to be watching it again on Shudder very shortly here. Um, huh. Very, very, very excited to watch it again. Uh, really, really cool. Mark, just to give you a very general idea with no spoilers, the movie starts with... Uh, like it's it's following a movie crew making a zombie movie and shit goes poorly. I mean, I I did listen to the episode you recorded while I was away. Okay, well that's so, not it's not you. clear. I appreciate they, you I mean, reiterating it, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I got you. And that's officially out now on Shutter, so definitely go check that out. Hold on, that's on Couple, Shutter. Yeah, yeah, Shutter. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you Just can checking. go to www.shutter.com forward slash login. <laughs> Uh, fuck it. Go to Shutter.com slash A to Z Horror. See what happens. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention up front here is the Idaho Horror Film Festival. Boys, this is coming up very shortly. So close. Very, very shortly. It's the weekend of like October 17th, 18th, 19th. <laughs> Not like, just yes. Just yes. Yes. Yeah. A um, couple of cool things I wanted to shout out they're doing Ooh. this year. One of the features Ooh. they're doing is uh, they got Daniel Mirick from the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a screening of the Blair Witch Project with him Thursday night and Ooh. then chatting with him. Gonna be great. Um, yeah. So that's really fucking cool. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, the other one I want to shout out is they've also brought back the What the Fuck screening block late, late Saturday night. Nice. Uh, um, and I'm very excited about this horror yeah, shorts. I missed um, this when I couldn't come two years ago, so I'm stoked. Yeah, that was your guys's like it was collective s- thing of the show. So fucking yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, so fucking fun. 
Um, so that is pretty awesome. The last thing I want to talk about is something I also talked about very recently. Wow. Uh, the Creepy Podcast does yep. a really cool thing where they have a thing called the, what, 31 Days of Horror that starts October 1st every year, goes through October 31st. And huh, I uh, wonder why they do it, like, why in October? I don't know. It's, uh, whatever. you got to get past that, okay? okay. Logic okay. isn't necessarily their strong point. But okay. once you probably, they probably need to get it in by the end of Q3, you know? I see. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that checks out. No, beginning um, of Q4? Fine. I already fucked it up. Uh, it's fun. Traditionally, a show that is like original horror fiction. This every day, uh, these podcasts are coming out. They're really, really cool. It's a combination of like curated stories submitted by other people that he reads, or sometimes gets other people to read stories of his own. Some creepy pasta shit. Just really, really cool. Definitely check it out. Um, it's an awesome thing to let him build up a little bit, and then just like spend a whole day in your wood shop and listen to all of them. It's fucking awesome. I will. Yes, in my wood shop. Yes. Yep. Your little yep. wood shop of horrors. Ooh. Exactly. So that's what's been rocking my horror world. Mark! <laughs> I like that you disguised you having not actually watched anything as you having a lot of content to talk about. Uh, but I listen to things. That's the best you've done with that. Usually you're like, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> so don't call him out on that, Mark. You're making himself conscious. I did such a good job. Yeah, you did. I appreciate that. I got three things to talk <laughs> about. Uh, first off, I watched the movie Brightburn. Ooh. Oh, shit. Roy. I think this was the top one for a month for me, which means I will probably never watch it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this was the Elizabeth Banks and David Denman what if uh, Superman was a bad kid type of horror movie. <laughs> Just a, a real kid. rotten apple. Yeah, this came out, I think, in March or whatever. It was kind of an early summer movie. Uh, yeah. I think it was, well, it was definitely, I think it was my top one. Jake, I guess you were saying it was yours as well. It might have been my Dark Horse. I don't know what it was. I think the concept for this movie is an incredibly interesting like one to talk about, and the fact that they decided to lean into it being a horror movie puts it over the top for me. Like I love this. The whole the whole shtick with this movie is great. It's exactly what I want all the time. Um, I found it to be an incredibly fun and entertaining experience. There is certainly, I mean, it's not going to be life changing to see this one. It's not breaking any like boundaries or anything like that. It's 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 just if Superman were evil. If Superman were like a finicky dickhead kid, like that episode of the Twilight Zone where he turns his <laughs> where he turns his family into Jacks in the Box or whatever. Nice. Um, um, good movie though. They executed okay. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Good movie. I recommend you see it. The worst complaint I have about it is that there's some janky CG with the kid. You kind of get that in the trailer when he's like flying around, flying at that one lady in the meat locker. But I mean, sure. whatever. It's suspend your disbelief a little bit. They needed to use some CG to make the kid Superman. But it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Did you say how you watched it? I got it. Uh, I had a Blu-ray in the mail. Grandma, not sure. Grandpa style. <laughs> not on Shutter. <laughs> yeah, not on Shutter. That's the important thing. Um, the one other note I had here was that this movie is like way more gory than I was anticipating. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, mm. they lean they lean heavy into the violence. Yeah, so. I expected none gore. So, but you get you get plenty. You get okay. you get a good amount of gore. I haven't heard great things about this film. Well, you know, I don't really know what the complaints have been. I've just seen not great things about it i like so superhero there. movies and i like horror movies and i honestly don't know how big the overlap is between those two yeah. groups of people yeah that's kind of what i was wondering too that might be the problem i don't know how much you need to like superhero movies to like this one but you do have to go in like excited about the concept yep makes sense yeah uh next up another blockbuster i watched godzilla king of the monsters Ooh, Damn. millie bobby brown and everyone 
There are so many fucking people in this movie. Is Charlie Day in this one, or is he? Is the franchise moved past him? Uh, he is not in this one. Was Charlie Day in any of them? Yeah, he was like the main character in the Brian Cranston ones. Are you? Wow. Sure, you're not thinking of Pacific Rim. I thought you were talking about Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, nope. Was a little more sure than I am right now. I, Charlie Day might he's be in definitely the in Pacific movies, Rim. Though. Yeah, he's definitely in Pacific Rim. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, disclaimer on this one. I actually watched this two weeks ago when I got back from uh, from my Europe trip. Um, and this was the movie we watched when we the day we got back, so we were jet-lagged as hell. So, when I say I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, what I should say is I watched the first half of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, and then I fell asleep <laughs> and then woke up intermittently to see big-ass monster battles. And kind of in a way, I feel like that's almost the best way to watch this movie. Like, fall asleep yeah, for I mean, all the how... plot, and then wake up for all the loud-ass monster battles. That's how to watch classic kaiju movies. Yeah. Um, I I was awake for the one villain monologue that is the most tried and true, like, shitty trope for villains, which is, like, humans have become a virus, and we need to awaken them so that they can exterminate us and renew our planet. That, We're that's... Thanos, man. People yeah, like Thanos. Thanks. Okay, that that is the plot of this movie. Uh, it and and that particular line of like thought is incredibly fucking dumb, and I'm really tired of hearing it. Ever since the Matrix, the Matrix was basically the last movie that did it correctly, and that's because the thing that was perpetrating the extinction of the human race was itself not a human. Yeah, and also they then fucked around with that, and that's not really what was happening by the third one, but that got real convoluted, so. Oh, incredibly convoluted. Anyways, Godzilla King of the Monsters it is a delight for the eyes, um, if not so much for the brain. <laughs> it's also long Fair as enough. hell. It's a surprisingly long movie. I mean, they maybe not surprisingly make... long, but. Yeah, they managed to make all of these way too long. Yeah, it's two hours 15, so. That's fucking. <sighs> yeah, you can Twice tell as long as it should be. Just for the record, I did Google it. Charlie Day is not in the Godzilla movies. I'm shocked. Yeah. I appreciate you, uh, In any of the Godzilla movies? Uh, as far as I could tell. Okay. <laughs> so we just uh, actually, he was there. in the 1971 uh, Godzilla 4. <laughs> yeah. He was He was just standing in the background among the other subway creatures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, lastly, I was ambling by my local theater uh, this last Saturday, and uh, me and the lovely wife decided to stop in and see this quaint little movie we'd never heard of before uh we saw it chapter two. Oh hell yeah yeah uh look i don't think we really want to get into too much detail on this one and i don't really want to flavor your expectations because I, neither of you guys have seen this yet yeah we were good my lovely wife and i were gonna go tonight because boise has a good deal on tuesday night movies but uh then you know some dickhead had to record tonight or not at all yeah mark <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, guys. I appreciate that you want, were willing to spend that time with uh, your loyal fan base and not your loving wife. Exactly. <laughs> um, who doesn't listen so I can say things like that? She definitely doesn't listen. I was we were talking to her about the 30-second plot synopsis the other day. She's like, oh, that happens like at the end of the episode? And I was like, uh-huh. Sure. Yep, nailed I mean, it. Basically, though. <laughs> uh, so I would say this. I, I recommend you go see it. I, how much detail do you want me to get into here? Uh, minimal. Yep. Okay. Make it good, though. Like or like or like or dislike. Liked it. We need to have more conversations about it when you guys have had more of a chance to see it. Um, I really like the <laughs> casting they did in this movie. The casting. I great. will watch Jessica Chastain do almost on anything. A on a scale of one to ten, how long did it feel? Uh, not 
particular. I mean, I kind of had to pee at the end, so maybe like a eight. on a scale of one to ten, pee is how <laughs> yeah. long. That's pretty long. I mean, yeah, that's pretty long. I mean, the movie is pretty long, but yeah. you can watch a really long movie and feel fine, or you can watch a really long movie and have to piece of goddamn bad <laughs> so i watched end. the first movie didn't have to pee didn't feel particularly long i watched this movie did kind of have to pee at the end kind of felt a little longer some of that could just be like your state of being though dude you know okay cool helpful conversation helpful <laughs> input <laughs> this is the type of it conversation the de- the listeners demand I can't oh even my speak god English. the demand listeners we have to go to the feature presentation <laughs> did you like it mark I have said, said twice yes. now, yes. No, I think I really, on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10, though. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, yes or no? We've already faded out. Oh, no. <laughs> Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 1962's Carnival of Souls. I did not say The Carnival of Souls, even though I almost did twice. I've been practicing. Are you impressed? Because your body wants you to. So badly. I'm itching. To just I'm add itching the, to add the... To everything. Yeah. Well, to yeah. that. And every, <laughs> and every brewery. Yes. In any case, this was a movie picked by Patreon member Janae. Janae, thank you for the pick. Uh, had either of you boys seen this before? Hell no. <laughs> like fucking skunks, dude? <laughs> It just uh, made its way way too far into what we talk about every week. No, I had uh, not seen this before either, but I have read about it a lot um, in being, like, a huge inspiration for a lot of people, so I'm kind of surprised I hadn't seen it before. It's also one that, like, I'm going to show my dad, because this is, like, will be one of his favorite movies. It's so this hard, is, his jam. Yeah, this is exactly the Are you sure he hasn't seen it? No, but there if he has, then I don't know why he wouldn't have shared it with me mm. earlier, so holding Dick. out on me. The old fucking bastard's holding out on me. Jesus Christ. You're Jake. not old enough yet, Jack. Jake. Maybe when you're old enough. <laughs> I take it you haven't seen this either. No. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with us? I don't know. I don't know, man. This yeah. one's kind of a classic. Uh, it's it, it does get a little more sparse with the older movies. It does. I'm, I'm surprised one of us hadn't seen it. I'm definitely not surprised I hadn't Wait, seen it. Now, I, I said that all the, almost all the way wrong. I'm, I'm used to that. That's, yeah, that's I, expected it, I expected exactly one of us to have seen it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. So you would have been surprised if two of us had seen it, or if zero of us had seen it. Or three. Or three. Anything and but one. Very yeah. surprised if four of us had seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Anything but one, Mark. In any case, uh, Janae picked this movie, so I think she's going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis, and we'll see how that goes. Can't wait! 30 seconds on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when Janae starts. The slowest drag race ever ends up with three women driving off a bridge into a river. They try and find the car, but they can't. But one of the women makes it out and is supposedly okay. Then she moves to Oregon, where or no, Utah, where she is an organist. As she's driving to Utah, she drives past this weird building that we find out is a carnival. After she drives past that, these weird zombie people follow her around, and they're stalking her. No one else can see them. Sometimes she has this weird dream state where no one else can see or hear her. She links it to the carnival, goes back to the carnival, where she sees them dancing and sees herself as a zombie. Cut to a scene where they're all in a car and they were dead the whole time. All right, so yeah, pretty good job by Janae. A little bit over, but I also heard where the uh, the the time loss happened because she was saying driving to uh, Utah to play the organ instead of driving to Oregon to play a Utah or whatever. It's uh, that that was a hard one. That would trip me up too. It's a very it's a very confusing Utah. It is. It's words a, are hard. <laughs> words are hard. I must say. I actually uh, yeah. am now curious if there is any like. Oregon organist uh, organization. 
The Org Org Org? <laughs> yeah. The Org 3. There has to be, right? There, there almost certainly has yeah. to be. The place is too hipster for there not to be. Do you oh, think, God, they, do you I think they talk about hipster. organisms and orgasms? <laughs> I like that, too. I like that, too. Um, yeah, anything uh, you think we need to add to that plot? Synopsis? I think I kind of nailed it. She got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Anything else is kind of getting into the weeds. There's a there's a real rapey guy who plays the jukebox. Real rapey. Real you gotta, rapey you, you guy. can't do that in the 30 seconds. There's though. a lot of real rapey that's, dudes. That's in the this real thing. horror here, actually. You know? There she, aren't she that is... many dudes in this. And all of them are terrible. That doctor grabs her so fucking hard. Holy shit. We'll talk about that in a minute. Holy shit. There's like six people in this movie. Yeah, and all the dudes are terrible. Gotta love that patriarchy, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, 1962 was a simpler time. What about the priest? <laughs> or whatever. Rapey too? Also terrible. Fuck, also man. terrible. I mean, he yeah, also kind of pulled the get out. But also, I mean, if you want to kind of stay and hang out, we're here yeah. for you. Yeah, he says, oh, yeah. you're fired, leave. Oh, but hold on. I didn't need you to leave. <laughs> I no longer want you in my employee, but I do want you to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I it's see. all terrible. I see. Boys, time for our award-winning, world-famous segment. I was going to do it. World-winning, award-famous. Uh, either way is fine, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon, Oregonians, yes. Precisely. Yeah. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into except Ghost? Because that's mine. Psychological. Yeah. Uh, foreign. Nope. No. But it is independent. Well, I mean, Lawrence, independent, Lawrence Kansas, pretty far, pretty far <laughs> afield. Oh, shit. Uh, classic. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, kind of. Yeah, throw it under classic. You have classic to say, you have to say it with that upward reflection, though. Yeah, because people don't really know about this movie I so d- much. I disagree with that statement. Well, like the general public. I'm sure. Okay, whatever. Yeah, fine. Like horror people know about, but it. I feel like when you get into horror, like it's pff, yeah, you know about it. Like I've no. That's another weird thing that we kind of glossed over. None of us have seen it, but I've known about this movie for forever well yeah. absolutely i mean like everyone like david lynch and james wan have both said this is like the most influential movie they've ever seen on them and if you just incre- google incredible. classic horror movies this is like the second or third one that pops up i mean it's, right. it's definitely on that scroll that google has what's first rosemary's baby i would guess i don't know maybe the exorcist probably hell house llc3 <laughs> the lake of fire <laughs> is it the lake of fire or just lake of fire that whole thing was an seo play <laughs> The Hill House LLC 3, The Lake of Fire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm doing it now. Psycho is the first one to jump up. Not surprised. That checks out. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Also predates this movie. <laughs> sure does. All, uh, I all, take it we have no other subgenres. Also, this movie right. is not on the thing that pops up, so I misspoke. It used to be. I'm pretty sure I used to see it on here. Well, also, just Googling doesn't mean anything anymore because it's all personalized to you. Oh, that's a good point. I should go. Hold on. Let me open up incognito mode. Control shift and you have to. I still think that might you be personalized to. to you. Yeah, probably. But it means I can't it's, get viruses, I think. No, it's good enough. It's good enough. That's the as same long list. as you aren't same in list. the same incognito window as your previous session in incognito, you're fine. Open up a new one, you're good. Mm. Mm, I see. Like they can get information on you, but your stuff is you're good. You're gonna get <laughs> you're it <good>. clean. <laughs> okay, hold on. So that didn't work. I'm gonna go to duckduckgo.com. <laughs> Uh, would you? Uh, what does Jeeves say? Would you ask Jeeves for me? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Alta Vista and type in "Please take me to my email." <laughs> uh, dogpile. I was just com. getting ready to throw out the dogpile. <laughs> I'm too slow. Fuck. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? We gotta move along here. Yeah. Right. What does the movie do right? What does the movie do right? Oh my God! You know what this movie does right? What? This movie understands better than most. Better than most. That you don't have to see something to be effective. 
This yeah. movie really builds everything that it has going off of a very simple and I don't know, I would say, again, effective way of just like allowing this woman's performance on screen to take you there. It's entirely it doesn't show dependent. you almost anything except for one particular thing, which we'll get to. Uh, and I think that that's probably why a lot of people look back on this and say it's such an influential film. It's super effective, and that's why the psychology of this movie works really well, too, because you're there with her for the scary stuff that's happening with her. Yeah. You're there with her for the maybe thinking she's going crazy parts of it, like where yeah. she can't be seen or heard by anyone. All that's really effective. Yeah, and I mean, it's the untrustworthy narrator sort of thing that I don't think, and particularly you take yourself back to 1962, like how frequent a thing is this to see? Probably not very. When a woman raising her voice was just hysteria. Oh, <laughs> she's manic. <laughs> she's got the vapors. Don't do it. Oh, my. You did it immediately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think I think all that really, really serves the movie very well. Even the cinematography serves that these long, lingering shots all really build to that psychology. None of them overstay their welcome. They're all just there and effective, and yeah. it all serves the same master. It'd be I will say it'd be hard to overstay your welcome in a movie that's this short. Uh, yeah, but a lot of these old movies fucking do it. It's well. <laughs> a valid point. Yeah. Have we yeah. said how long this movie is? It is 78 uh, minutes like, long. Yeah. Well, minutes. did we watch that or did we watch the director's cut? Because the director's cut is 82 minutes. I watched the <laughs> I watched the first thing that came up Four on Four extra minutes <laughs> straight the from the cutting that... room floor. We, we should also point out this movie is in the public domain. Uh, so it's just free to watch a whole shitload of different places. YouTube or Amazon or weird wacky websites. Just uh, all sorts of shit. I think the... the Theatrical cut is 78 and the director's cut is 82. <laughs> That's, I mean, now I just want to know what the extra four minutes was. I know, I really do too. I think I watched the 82 minute version. That reminds uh, me, there is... was a, the original X-Men movie, the one from like 2000 when they first premiered Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I had the DVD of that and you could watch it with the deleted scenes or whatever. And I'm pretty sure there was like literally an extra 18 seconds of footage. Because they like put a little like they put a little icon like the little X badge at the bottom of any scene that was extended or deleted, and literally the only it was just like lingering on them longer in the background of a shot and then walking away. Like there wasn't any extra content; it was just edited less badly. That's an efficient editor. He used all of the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of want to know if that's what this is, or is there an extra jump scare or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more solid. of that romantic date that they went on. That was a fantastic date. <laughs> um, before we get too far away from what we were just talking about, this movie really kind of nails the jump scary part of it in a time where they didn't have these as much. Like the, I, I feel like I've seen the this exact shot where like she turns around and that guy's just standing there, and then she looks back and he's not there. It's not something that this movie executes to perfection, but it's something that I feel like it introduced into the zeitgeist that has evolved into what we know today as that type of jump scare. Definitely. And it, it, some of them do work really well. Like yeah. The one in the window was super effective right, for me. Right, exactly. In the yeah, park, several. Really good. The one on the bus? Holy shit, that scared me. That actually scared me, man. <laughs> there are several. I And I think, like, this is... I, I'm probably taking this away from something that we can discuss more, but I have to say it right now ingenuity in terms of just getting a film done having a vision and doing it independent film that's her that's the director Herc harvey just putting makeup on and being the guy 
well, love it. And the lore Make it of happen. this movie is fascinating. Yeah, that's right? something the movie does right. 100%. And it's not traditionally what we put here, but this one kind of supersedes. That's not the right use of that fucking word. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, I mean, it's, it's things like they decided to film in a town in Kansas, and he just, like, got the town to agree that if I replace the guardrails on this bridge, I can drive a car off it and film it. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you get shit done. Yeah, going to a department store and just yeah. bribing the on-floor manager to let me film here with, like, a little, the equivalent of a handicam at the sure. time. I'm sure it was It's guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love it. Yeah, we didn't have the effect to composite a person into a moving car like Hitchcock did, which always looks terrible. So they got a smaller camera and crunched a guy down into the front seat of a car to actually film it, and it looks great. And they actually cool, they man. actually went out and bought a gorilla to hold the camera, and that's why they call it gorilla <laughs> filmmaking. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. No, really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, did fuck up, though, a little bit. In the this was at a time where copyright lives were such that if you didn't put copyright and the year and the company on like one of the title screens, you didn't get a copyright, and that's why it's part of the public domain and will forever be, just because they didn't put that on one of the title screens. Yeah, they never made a dime off this movie, did they? Immediately couldn't make money off it. They made a dime money internationally, but uh, in the country they could get no copyright for it because hmm. the first time they showed it, they just forgot that screen, huh. <laughs> which kind of a downfall to the indie thing, but. Uh, I mean, that's the risk you take. I guess. He just wanted. Maybe he just. Maybe he wanted it out there on YouTube. You know. Maybe that was definitely Trailblazer. He's like, "Fuck, man! Sixty years from now, YouTube. (laughs) This needs to be on YouTube." Yeah. Eighty? Nope. Sixty. Not even quite. Math. I can math. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Fifty-eight. Yeah, I rounded for effect because no one. I'm not a nerd, Mark. He rounded from eighty down to fifty-eight. Yep. Sure did. <laughs> I think I even got that wrong. Jesus, I don't even just, just got sixty. The you 60. each said wrong. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, what else did we do right? Somebody help me. That wasn't lingering. I, on this. I like the use of the carnival setting in Salt Lake. Like they had her go here. Why, in Salt, why did you have to add Salt Lake to it? Because that's where they filmed it. Because he, he went got there the idea got of the movie from seeing it and being yeah. like, "Damn, this place is creepy. Let me forge a story around it." Okay. I think using it works really well. It's a weird-looking place. Well, so there's two different stories about that, though, because I read one thing that said that, and another thing where he came up with the ending and just told his buddy, write a movie based on that ending. Go. So (laughs) I'm not sure where the actual truth lies, but... uh... Huh. (laughs) Either way, uh, I think it it looks outstanding in the film, and it's this interesting, like, dystopian Wizard of Oz falling apart sort of thing that's out there in the distance yeah and the fact that it's there on salt lake where the, i mean let's be real that area looks kind of bizarre and otherworldly anyway yeah i think that just fits really nicely to her weird limbo whatever she's in bardo yeah i didn't google this but mark do you know if that's that like, like a, bardo, man. It's like Ricky amusement park shut the fuck up <laughs> Mark, do you know if that amusement park thing is still there and abandoned, or has it been reclaimed? You should go there if it hasn't. So, I was... I'm not sure it ever was there. I didn't read up on the background of this movie, but I don't think there has ever been a bathhouse just chilling on the Great Salt Lake. There was a real thing that was there. Actually, like, so... It's not there anymore, to answer your question. Yeah, I heard now, like, it's gone... it, It went through several things. There were fires and destruction and some, like, smaller rebuilds and more destruction. I don't know, the whole timeline. I read one thing on the IMDb that said that it's now a music venue. 
Oh, yeah, so a small music venue. And I was going to ask if you've been there, it's but the, clearly the you Salt haven't. Air Pavilion. Oh, okay. Is what he so, drove by. That makes sense. Um, I have not been to Salt Air. They do like really, really big shows there. Uh, and the one thing I've heard about is that the the flies kind of come out a little bit. And you get bit by flies. It's a uh, fine venue. I mean, it's a good venue. Define but. big show. What kind of what kind of artist are we talking? Um, it'll depend. The last one that I remember being there, I don't really regularly check their website because it is like way the fuck far away, but, uh, I think I remember Mumford and Sons playing there, like that kind of level okay. of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's big enough. Yeah. It's pretty big. It is like, if you're, if there's a big ass act coming through, that's not playing just where the jazz play, the, uh, whatever that's called now, the Vivid Center or whatever, then... Delta Center, man, forever. A, a jazz hall, Mark. <laughs> then they'll probably be playing Salt Air. Okay. Or you saw yeah, so... There are like three. Okay, fine. Tabernacle. And not that. at least this this article says that Salt Air was at one point a bathhouse and then a carnival and then a whatever, so... Okay, well, I've never been out there, so... Fuck me, right? Not abandoned anymore. Sounds like there's really no reason to go. <laughs> Unless you're seeing Mumford and Sons. <laughs> and that's the only reason, yeah. Only that. What else does the movie do right? Because I'm kind of ready for middle. I was going to talk about the acting, but that's kind of actually middle for me. It's, But that's also the era. Acting's middle, huh? It's it's the era, too. It's that transatlantic accent, right? Do it. I'm not going to do it. Do it. No, I'm not. You're going to do it. I don't know, you gotta I don't do know how to do it. I do can't. It. I don't know. I, do I honestly can't. I don't know. Act like you're selling uh. newspapers. That doesn't <laughs> well, it's, not a, it's not a newsy accent. It's kind of a newsy accent. What do you mean by transatlantic? So it's it's a, it's an no, accent of old timey movies. Like uh, well, what do you mean? The the like fancy kind of half British accent. You're getting, okay, do it. okay, you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I was trying to be really honest about making you do it. Uh, in any case, um, it she does a good job for a lot of it, but then there are parts where that comes a little bit too far out, and then some of the hysterics are too over the top. Sure, acting. That kind of thing. Transatlantic. Transatlantic, man. So the, the idea sure. behind the transatlantic was back in the day when you had transatlantic radio, you had to pitch your voice up a little bit so that it would carry over radio waves better. So that's Thank the sort you. of so, like turn of the century 1920s accent that you constantly hear. That's what perfect. That's Thanks. also kind of a myth, though, because the transatlantic accent that comes from these old timey movies is something that all the directors and acting coaches got actors to do at the time that wasn't based on what you needed to do for even older radio was just what they thought sounded fancy and that it became kind of what they thought sounded Hollywood. So what was the difference? Uh, the radio, the pitch up isn't quite the same fancy accent. The pitch up is mm. a different thing. They and how'd had that to go? Do. I don't know. I don't honestly know the old time radio shows. What is the like, I know Escape. Radio, so Take my bait, goddammit. I've, I've, been, I've been listening to... Take the bait! I've been listening to Escape recently, which is like, you're trapped on a Chinese junk in the 1920s and there's men coming at you. Well, they, they said a bad word there instead of men, but uh, <laughs> coming at you from the right and left, you must escape! It's great. Only I did a little, like, rumble in the jungle there. You did a little rumble in the jungle there. Rumble yep. in the jungle. Yep. Yup. Oh I put a little too much whiskey in my coffee. <laughs> I could have told you that. Are we in one movie that's <laughs> middle? Uh, yeah, who was that's, Rumble that's... in the Jungle? Oh my uh, god. What? Ali was... Yeah. Ali who? Frazier? Yeah, Ali Frazier's Rumble in the Jungle. Are you sure? No. Was it Frazier? I'm less sure that it's Frazier now that you've said it this time. God damn it. I feel bad about myself. My mind's fixated. Rumble in the Jungle was the same as the Thrill in Manila, right? Yes, yeah, same fight. Okay. Yeah. No, it was Foreman. It's George Foreman. George Fuck, Foreman. I knew. I... Well, I'm you're done. right to question. I'm done. Well, that's okay. That's what I think the movie does middle. That acting thing, for the most part, is very good. Sometimes it gets a little bit too much. 
Um. Okay. I mean, sure. I I guess I I I would have put acting in a category immediately next to this. Ooh, hold on. I forgot something. The movie does right. That's very very important. Okay, get there fast, Jesus. Organ score. The whole score of this fucking movie yeah, it's is cool. unbelievably right. awesome. All right. Start to finish. I'll give that to you. I, I, I will too. I, I didn't really think about it enough because sound for me is something that goes yeah. later. Oh, as yeah. Well. That goes a later category but, for uh, sure. Understandably but the, the, so. It's like a thing that you just kind of have to put there and move on. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it soon. But the organ score, and then also choosing to make it like partially diegetic where she's an organ player and part of it is she plays too creepy music because she's being haunted. That's really fucking cool. Sure. Yeah. I'm also a little confused about what exactly is she being haunted or is she just actively being like pulled into the netherworld? I don't think any of this exists. I don't think any of this happens. It's either that or it's like the other situation where she's actually a ghost. No, it's none of it happened. It's the Bardo. It's all her death mind. Hmm. Her death's mind? It's a choice. Her death's mind. Her mind's death. I think, see, I I seem to think that this exists because the last thing you see is the people in the real world investigating her footprints on Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, Mm, people saw it. I think that's all her story. I think that's all just her story. She's imagining people imagining her? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. See, the fact that we're able to have this conversation is testament to how this is a cool psychological story, especially for the time. I mean, honestly, this is kind of like an elongated episode of The Twilight Zone. Sure. It's not just because it's black and white, like that yeah, there but, are all of those trappings here. But not elongated in the way that Tusk was elongated into a feature film. This felt no, like no, 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 I agree. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and it's also uh, less than 80 minutes, which isn't that <laughs> elongated. For or the, more than. For the amount of praise that The Sixth Sense got for the twist at the end of that movie, this movie did the twist first by many, and many also, years. Yeah, the others stole this twist directly from the move. This movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. That slumdog bastard <laughs> twisted us all. <laughs> I'm sure if we went back and listened to our episode of The Others, we were like, I'm sure there's older movies that did this twist, but I don't remember it. We found one. We did it, guys. We Mark, got there. Mark, Mark, I always hedge with a twist and say that every single time. I, well, I don't know. Do we want to hedge this one, too? You think there's an I'm earlier I'm sure one there's than... an older movie than this that does this twist. The Cask of Amontillado. I, that is my That's favorite Poe story. It's a great Poe story. It has nothing to do with this. No. But there, pro- there might not be an older movie. That has the same twist, but there's probably an older story. Absolutely. Movies yeah. are the Gilgamesh. only form of media that count. We've covered this. <laughs> uh, does anybody else, anything else that does middle? Uh, I don't know if this counts as does middle, but I wrote a remarkably few notes for this movie. I did too. Uh, I don't know why that would be middle. I have no concept of why you're putting that in middle. Because he doesn't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not what it does wrong, but it's also definitely not what it does right. So I'm throwing it right in the middle. Sure, I I, I see that. Maybe, that's fine. Maybe it's just something that doesn't need to be mentioned. For a movie, Jesus, for a Jack. movie that's class- <laughs> well, I don't know. It's interesting. The whole right? reason like, we're here is to mention things. <laughs> for Fuck. a movie that is a classic, you kind of expect it to. When you go back and watch it, you kind of expect it to have more like talking points about it. But this is sort of just like a straightforward. There's some atmosphere, there's some psychology, it did a few of the scares and a few of the twists first. And then it got out. And got yeah. out. It's 78 minutes long, or 82 minutes uh, long. Actually, we do usually put this thing in middle, and this is very of an era, and it's problematic in that way, uh, in uh, terms of the sexism, which I'm is I'm willing to go all the way to bad but with I am this too. This yeah. one's very bad. Oh my this god. This one's very bad. Great way to broach the topic. <laughs> what does this movie do wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? Freddy, he seems like a Freddy. <laughs> he seems like a Freddy. I don't know anyone's name in this movie. Barry is that the main He's also kind of, he's presented as like a hero, and it's terrible. Is he, though? Kind of. 
At what point is he presented as a hero? He always just seems like kind He's of a presented douche. As a or is savior that our, a few is that our time? I mean, I don't know, man. It's really bad. And then even the doctor is definitely John. Presented His as name's a hero. John. Okay. The doctor is definitely presented as a hero, and he grabs this poor. I mean, even the actress, like even from a, he is grabbing her so fucking hard when he is trying to do. I don't act. know. She's already not screaming anymore. Like you act. did it, and he's grabbing her by the shoulders and shaking her so hard. Like you're in hysterics, woman. It's that's insane. like the that's like the classic. Like finally they've calmed down, and then you smack them anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Snap out of it. It's. Nuts, yeah, it's over the top. Dude. It's Isn't really this over the like top. Exactly the thing that we were talking about in the scary movie uh, when the guy from fuck, the Clo- scary movie, not Cloverdale, but whatever Riverdale, when he's slapping around Anna Faris. Isn't that? Yes. Isn't this the yeah. exact joke that they were going for? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that they made that joke, and this is one of them because yeah. it happened. I mean, because yes. it's a, uh, yeah, it's an old school it's a, joke. It, it yeah, also it happened in that up. movie that's based on the midwife cuckoos that I can't remember the name of the movie that we watched. Um, where there, there's like the the doctor, like the women calm down, and then after that he slaps them. Like it happens a shitload. What movie? The the one with the little alien blonde kids that that are invading the whole world. They oh, know yeah. all your secrets. Yeah, that what's one. that movie? Fuck, I know the book's called The Midwife Cuckoo. That's Cuckoos. Uh, that's what the book's called. Mm. I don't know. I forget what the movie's called. The, the Midwife Cuckoos. The mid. Yes, thank you. The Midwife Cuckoos. <laughs> the Midwife. Whatever, fuck it. Call the midwitch. <laughs> I'm having a child. <laughs> this is really gonna bother. We have to cut. I don't know. I don't remember that. I never remember the name of this fucking movie. That's true. This is the one that has like the hardest name to remember. Village of the Damned. Uh, yeah, very, very generic title. Very similar to this one. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Blank of blank. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yikes. In any case, that is something the movie does wrong. It's rough. Especially the dude, her roommate. Like, that, or her across-the-hall roommate starts off with her just, like, thinking it's the woman who runs the house, so she answers the door at her towel, and he is immediately the perviest bastard. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, he just Jesus leans back Christ. and looks at the crack of the door, and you're just, it's just played off for the audience to be like, oh, oh, oh that's a that prankster. <laughs> Was that an Italian accent? What were you doing? I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Classic transatlantic there was accent? Precisely, <laughs> there was precisely one moment where I thought he was entertaining, and it was simply from a writing perspective where it was, not only do I drink really, I really drink. And I was like, that is so ham-handed. I love it. Oh man, this then, guy is so proud of how much he drinks. It is absurd. I'm also like- I don't know anyone like that, for the record. Yeah, well, no. The uh, choice he is should just... at least be full of self-loathing on a day-to-day basis <laughs> like the rest of us are. I think he is, Jack. <laughs> That's why I drink so much? Yeah. Oh, this is getting too real. I don't like this. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. The, the choice of this is odd to me. I have to discuss this. So he is, like, just the the biggest booze hound, right? And <laughs> why make that choice in Salt Lake City of all places is your setting? This girl goes to probably the driest city in the country. Was Salt Lake as intense in the 60s? Yes. It had to have been. I, I, it had to have been. Okay. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, Either way, it's not the right place for this character. Like, give him a different character trait. I don't know. <laughs> I like have like him pray to Totally <laughs> meth. <laughs> totally meth. 
<laughs> I mean, opioids would probably fit in pretty well over here. Either way, I don't. I don't give a shit. Something that's not. I don't know. It was bizarre to me. That uh, not only was he a dickhead and a perv. But then the choice of his vice was bizarre. It's all they like whiplash you with him too, because he's like the immediately pervious bastard, and then he's like a savior character. I just want to take you on a date. She's like, okay, I'd like to walk home with you. That seems nice. And then immediately back to, oh, you didn't, you don't want to fuck me, but I bought you a beer you didn't want. What the fuck? <laughs> I bought you a bowling ball with my name on it. Is that that didn't count as? A, no. Is this what you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. That's fine. Do you know, if they were to remake this movie today, do you know who would play him? you know who he reminded me of? Oh, damn it. Alan Alda. The, the, the... <laughs> A 77-year-old man. <laughs> the husband, Joel, in Marvelous Mrs. Basil. Oh, yeah, that is a really, really Whatever good that call. actor's name is would oh, be this man, guy. that's a really for good For sure, because he wouldn't, it's not that much of a different, I mean, it is a different character, like, he's not a bad guy. But Joel's like, kind of a bad guy. He's not, well, he's not, like, the worst guy. He's not this, okay? <laughs> he's not this, yeah, fuck. For the love of me. God. I also like his buddy at the bar who's just like, who's that? You usually bring pigs around here. It's like, Jesus, yikes. And he's like, this one's mine. <laughs> Don't it's touch all, her. It's all problematic. It's all, it's all bad. Okay, yeah. anyway, I got to move on. He's a real one. asshole. Yep. Don't like it. <laughs> Don't care for it. <laughs> Except also, for that like, one quote. She's way too okay with just like him hanging out on the couch and be like, I'm going to pour whiskey into my coffee at 7 a.m. before I go to my job at the warehouse. <clears throat> Although when I worked construction, uh, a few of the guys did do the uh, longshoreman's breakfast and they'd crack a beer in, or crack an egg into a Miller Lite uh, at like 4.50 a.m. when our shift would start. That's too much. I don't care for it. I did it once. It was really hard to work a shift like that, man. <laughs> because you were vomiting everywhere? No, I just a little tipsy. I just want to drink more beers. Mm-hmm. I'll just call them sick and drink beers all day. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, I mean, the fact that it's helping them and not hurting them like it hurt you means they are alcoholics. Oh, this guy also That's did alcoholism have... alcoholism is. He also had his center console converted into a fridge so he could keep a six-pack in there for his drive home. God, if you're being an alcoholic, why go with beer? I, we're getting into a weird place. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I also opened Some him a bank account because about your life as an alcoholic. I gave him fifty dollars <laughs> to open a bank account so he wouldn't so he'd fucking stop cashing his checks at Walmart. I remember this. Yeah, I remember talking about. Okay, we've got to move <laughs> we on. We have dude. to move on. I'm, yeah. tr- I'm trying it's to get us out. Dark. We're it's diving too way too deep. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm gonna move on. Can't Please hear do. a fucking thing in this movie. The, the very first line. The first, yeah, the first. The scene very is so first. Bad. Line. You can't. Did they just lose that audio? And this movie jumps the fuck in. There's well, yeah, no it's like the credits. drag race. There's no title card. It's just like dialogue, and you can't hear it. Yeah, I, I thought bro, I missed a ten minute. Bro sequence. with the funky getup rolls up, and he's smoking his dart, and he leans over, and I thought my ears were clogged because they're talking, and I can't hear anything. Yeah, and then the worst drag race of all time ensues. Jake, you, you all time. currently have a cold, so are you sure that your ears weren't clogged? Uh, I was very healthy at this point in time. Okay, just just double check. <laughs> Exceptionally healthy. <laughs> I was bursting at the seams with health. I was healthy. I'll show you my dick. <laughs> I mean, I'm not healthy now, and I'll still show you my dick. So. That's, guys, that's Patreon content. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Um, Tier 4 only. I disagree with you. This is the worst drag race of all time. This is a pretty sweet drag race. No, it's Cars not. that weighed no, 8,000 no. pounds it's still not a and sweet had drag 100 race. horsepower. That's a pretty care. sweet-ass drag race. With no effects added to it, that's a pretty cool drag race. Dude, they were living Jack. their lives uh, 
Jack. 50th of a mile at a time. Okay, okay fine. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. I'm on, I'm on Jake's boat with this one. I don't know if it was necessarily a bad drag race. I'm sure they had fun doing that, but like some of the, some of the stunt coordinations there, it's, you can tell they're going like 15 miles an hour, and the stunt is just that they're two abreast on a one-lane road. Like, that's, that's hey, the stunt. I don't... These cars were probably so fucking hard to handle. That's quite a stunt, man. I mean... I guess. Was that was it also just a thing in rural towns? Like this happened a lot in Archie comics. It was just a thing in rural towns in the sixties where like teens would pull up alongside each other and be like, Let's drive down this fucking road. I guess I don't know what else you have to do. Fun way to pass an afternoon. It's either that or hang out at the burger stand. Yeah, Pop Tate's chocolate shop. That's where I'd be. Chocolate shop. Chocolate shop, okay. but shoppy, fancy shoppy. Ah, like shoppy. You should have said yeah, that. It's also C-H-O-K apostrophe L-I-T, I think. That's how they spelled it. I don't care. Chocolate. Oh, it's lit. Yeah. So far ahead of its time. Oh, shit. That's where that word comes from. Right? <laughs> yeah, it comes from Archie Comics. Okay. You should uh, tell, you should tell it I time. feel awkward bringing this up in a movie that is so replete with sexism. Okay, so bring it up anyway. This That's woman perfect. is a bad driver. She drives three <laughs> times and crashes three times. It's she does not have a great track record. It's, and every time it's just like driving off a road going dead straight. I'm just yeah. going to immediately turn to the right yeah. 90 degrees. And, yeah, I mean, it is impressive anytime there's basically you make a minor error and three people die. <laughs> you know, you know what those cars also had? Brakes. I mean, sort of. Well, they did. I mean, you just jam on it with both feet. And Ooh, like, you're getting me dangerously close to a nitpick that I have that's <laughs> related directly to this. Before we move off sound too far, yeah, I do want to talk about not just is the sound hard to hear a lot of the time, but towards the end of the movie, like when she's going full crazy and running around the city, the foley work for her footsteps is completely bananas and doesn't match up at all. Like there are times when she takes 10 steps and the foley work is like, and there are times when she is in walking and the Foley's like can you imagine it's can, insane. can you imagine being the foley artist i dude i just picture that as being like i i don't know i was hung over that day so i just sat here in my chair <laughs> and decided what i wanted it to sound yeah, like it makes i'm like four scenes behind but i'm just catching up man and it really Did matters in that part too because that's the only sound right they've removed the music they've yeah. removed all the other voices they make a point of fading out the background street noise so you know that like people can't see or like hear her with a movie like this couldn't you a movie like this that has this history and exists as it now does could you not like crowdsource remaster better remaster that shit yeah could you not crowdsource a remaster on oh this audio God. I'll, remaster like I'll do a better job tonight <laughs> I challenge you to do that I don't think that's true uh, I do have to work tonight but I'll do a better job in the next month I will do it in the mo- in a month we'll see it by June of 2020 yeah Mark a month from now I'll have done a better job than this okay Hey, Jack, that would actually be great Patreon content. Jack, I now task you with this. Yeah. Bet? Pa- bet. bet. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. You're, going, take to that fully, you're going to fully the entirety of this movie. <laughs> no, the end scene with the footsteps. How long is okay, the end fine. scene? Like the, I'll do the last 15 minutes. Okay, cool. 15 minutes? Yes, 100%. I take this bet. Okay, we'll post it on Patreon. Okay, the, the, I'm talking about the scene when all the other sound fades away and all you can hear is her footsteps. Great. That, we'll see how good time. of a job Jack does or if he even does it. I'm and if he doesn't, do it. then oh my god, the stakes will be dire. Definitely gonna do it. Okay. 
It'll do a better job, too. I'm going to use the same sound he used. It was a fine sound. So to clarify, like to clarify the bet, because this is an official bet, Jack both has to actually do it, and it has to be better objectively. We'll leave it up to the patrons. Yeah. Somehow we'll manufacture two polls out of this, because that's what we're good at. <laughs> well, the first poll, did Jack first poll, do did it? did I do it? <laughs> I think that one should be self-evident. <laughs> I don't know about that, though. Uh... In any case, the foley is really bad, and for a scene where it really, really matters, like what the whole effect is that all the other sound is removed, and all you can hear is her footsteps. And Trust me, I understand the importance of this scene. Okay. However, I don't know that you can do it better. I just don't. We're gonna find. We're out. We're off that. We're off that. I don't even think people remembered that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody even remembers what. He's I was already. About. He's already. He's already. <laughs> <laughs> You already dug your grave, sir. I hope you noted that down, bud. Is there open source non-Mac video editing software? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I think it's called Handbrake. That doesn't sound right, but okay. Are we done? No, we're Uh, not. What the movie does wrong? With, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, we're we're done with does wrong. Then blow the whistle. (laughs) Thank you. Can I get back to my first thing that I wanted to get to? I yeah, really, but, I really, okay, wanted, but I really I, wanted to jump in with. Something I know, there. but I really want to get to this one because Mark was talking about how cars had brakes. Okay. <laughs> Your, Your the reaction to the first time you see this ghoul is to lay on the gas. <laughs> this is ev- this is evidence of her driving. I mean, why? That why? happens to people, though, man. When there was that like issue with the the floor mats coming up on the car, they do the mass recall floor. I know what you're talking that's about. Because, that's like, like a business case study. Is like what actually caused this, and it's like how you correct when people for things panic, that they hit you. the gas yeah. real hard. Yeah, that but should she be your wasn't first move. manic. Like she was just like, I'm going to consciously acknowledge this and then consciously drive faster. It wasn't like I am freaking out and my foot goes on the gas. That's a good move, and here's why. So if someone's in your Mark. backseat... <laughs> is this a need pick? Yeah, it's a need pick. Fan theory. I, if someone's in your backseat about to attack you or whatever, and you're going like 10, 20 miles an hour, you crash the car, nothing's going to happen to them. If you're going 80, 90 miles an hour, and you have a seatbelt, I don't even know if you have a seatbelt because this was made in 1962, but they definitely don't have a seatbelt because they're leaning forward and holding a knife to your neck, then you know you, you take them out with you. You take those Not bastards out with you. Not only are you, you. going to die, you're going to get a knife in the back of your neck just from the momentum. <laughs> yeah, and, and your killer will also be thrown 100 yards. This is a mutually My assured... They're going to die further down the road, though. <laughs> exactly. Maybe even a car will roll over them, bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's, the- that's a heavy car to roll over them. Yeah, pure Americans. Oh, yeah, it'll smush them like a bug. <laughs> yeah, man. You can't smush ghosts like fly. bugs. Okay, you can go to your thing that you were excited about now. I'm what sorry. in the fuck else is a professional organ player going to do besides play at a church? She even at one point says, I studied the church organ at college. And then, but she's like, I'm, but I'm not really interested in churches. I just want to play organ wherever I can play organ. Where the fuck did you think you were going to play organ if you studied church organ? I Athletic just, venue. I think you just carry it around in like... In 1962? Yeah. Hockey arenas, man. They didn't have an organ like that. Sure they did. With all the pipes. <laughs> well, not all the pipes, but it's still going to... No, it's not, Jake. That's an... It's still an organ. That's a modern invention. No, it's not. The 60s? What about... What are baseball stadiums and hockey baseball? arenas? America's pastime. Yeah. Baby yeah, organs. That was like the sound of the arena and any sporting venue. Then she should have studied baseball organ, not well, church organ. I think you could still get by having studied church organ. That was probably like the best way to get her education at KU or wherever the fuck she was, Rock Chuck. Uh, 
Jesus she probably just she saying, probably just minored saying. in baseball, but then got her major in yeah. like baseball, but also baseball. Organs existed, dude. You, you study church organ. You're not even gonna know how to play the dun 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 dun. If you can fucking play what you have to play in church, you can absolutely play that shit. Well, especially if you can play that creepy, the eerie shit. Yeah, she was a professional, man. I look it up in the book. I would yeah. love to see that, where you have this like super accomplished church Oregonian organist, and they put the the sheet music in front of them. Orgasming. It's just the dun dun dun, and they just like they just have a panic attack. They just freeze. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't do it. There's no yeah. way, no human hands can play this." Yeah, yeah, great. I'm happy with that nitpick, Jack. That was what a good else? Nitpick. I liked it. <laughs> okay, only time to- nitpick. Only time that I thought that the music was bad. The it was to accentuate whatever I can only say Joel now because I'm thinking marvelous and Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, what John? John. Whenever uh okay, there was a scene where she's putting her robe on and immediately went to like this over the top sexy time music. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember this? Yeah, from the organ too. Oh, what the oh. fuck? Organ music is almost never sexy, is what I learned. It was. But and she's an attractive lady. Sometimes, and it turned sometimes it is, Jack. <laughs> this, okay, this was both bizarre and also not. So two nitpicks with one thing. Hey, hey, Jack, uh, while you're rescoring the last 15 minutes, can you rescore that and have it cut to, oh, like... Oh, now, re- now you're rescoring. I'm not rescoring anything. <laughs> I'm just while you're, while you're refolding that scene, can you rescore this scene? Just have it cut straight to, like, stereotypical porn music? Uh, yeah, I'll learn to play the organ. I'll buy a full pipe organ, <laughs> and I'll uh, make it happen. Okay, cool. You can probably find it on Craigslist. Just restore it, you know? Restoring an organ does sound fun. <laughs> Done. I'll give you till July. You should turn your garage into a giant organ. <laughs> oh Holy God. shit. That's It'll a, really help like the, the resale value. Pipes. Like the bygone pipes, yeah. man. Your neighbors would love it. My garage is set in a limestone cavern, so it checks out. God damn it. <laughs> and just sit down there wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask. That oh. is what I would do. You know, if man, I, I only have a keyboard, and go. sometimes I sit down there and pretend I'm the Phantom of the Opera just so Hannah can wake up and get mad at me. <laughs> Living I'm in your house would be I'm a picturing fucking it now. So, so Jack sure. walks out in only his tidy whities and a fan of the opera mask. He uh, boxer briefs and, and probably guy, cape. He a cape credit. for the fan of the opera thing. And he casts his cape aside to sit on the bench, and he cracks his knuckles, prepares for all of it, and then just goes. Because you can play it if you know that shit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm doing it with my voice. It's all vocal. I've I've rekeyed my electronic keyboard to just every every key is me doing a ball. It's all it's all just it's all me. it's all MIDI pad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Good lord, have we asked this one out? Can we go to ratings? Uh at one point he hands her a beer and liquor and says, "I mean, come on, it's not poison." It, it actually is. is. It that's is that's literally, literally what alcohol yeah. is. Yep. Cool. <laughs> well, that's a weird... Ni- <laughs> okay. It's not really... It's not poison. It's denotatively not poison. It, it is denotatively poison. And you're saying alcohol about? is denotatively poison? 100%. How are you defining that? I mean, poison is amount, right? Science. But, yes, poison Science. is denotatively poison. Alcohol is denotatively poison. Why? Science. You can ingest a plenty of it and not have Science. a problem. Science. Poison, a substance that is capable of causing the illness or death of a living organism when introduced or absorbed. That's alcohol, brother. Dude, you can get alcohol poisoning. I guess you can't get alcohol poisoning. 
and alcohol death. I feel like I feel like alcohol poisoning is the exception that proves the rule, though. Because <laughs> that's you're the begging the question right drink, now, Mark. You drink so much of it that it then that it then then becomes poison. That's no. literally all no. poisons. I can drink a certain amount of cyanide and be fine, but I drink over a certain amount, and all of a sudden it kills me. It's just a lot less. So you're saying water is also a poison? Yes, poison is a mount. <laughs> I think we've had this conversation. This I'm having deja vu okay, hard. Fine, 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 cool. Hard. Good talk. <laughs> Are we done? Uh, no, I think I have one more, but I forgot because of Mark's dumbass. You're a dumbass. You're the one saying water is poisonous. Die hydrogen monoxide. I don't know of any garage, even in the 60s, that would let her sit in the driver's seat while they lift the car up on a center lift. Doesn't seem right. That is so fucking dangerous. Those things are unstable as shit anyway. And that car weighs 10,000 pounds. So she's probably safest inside of it. She's probably safest not in the building. (laughs) Yeah, nowhere near it. (laughs) The lift just explodes, bursts into flames. Dude, that shit'll happen. Those hydraulic things explode. Oh my oh. god! And that was just a shitty gas Not station explode, in Salt Lake rupture. City. Hey, Salt Lake is known for its gas stations of high quality. Do you have to pump your own gas in Salt Lake? No, that no. was one of the things that I had written down that I didn't really feel like bringing up. But yeah, you definitely don't have to pump your own gas here. You don't pump. Maybe, maybe you, you did. could in the '60s. I don't know, but yeah. maybe you couldn't in the '60s. Oh man, I did it in Oregon a couple months ago. I got yelled at. So wait, hard. wait, 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 wait! Time out, time out. You do have to pump your own gas now. No. People pump you your can't. gas for you there? Yeah, you well, can't. Wait, wait, wait. Salt. Hold on, hold on. Jesus Christ, this is in confusing. Oregon. In Oregon, yes. Yes. No, and also that's what about no longer in Oregon? true. Where can I put my gas in an Oregon? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Also, in Oregon, you can now pump your own gas in a lot of places. Ooh. If the population of the county is under a certain amount, you can pump your own gas. You just have to go to those things that say self-serve. So, like, I Baker see. City, you can pump your own gas. Okay. Always do that. Uh, yeah. Well, I never tip the gas pump. Well, you don't. You're not supposed to tip them. It's all good. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, no. I always it's, feel like it's, a it's real not. Asshole. As someone who lived in Oregon for a while, <laughs> cool to not tip. However, find the one that says self serve. You're good, unless you're in a bigger place. Then they do it anyway. It takes so fucking long for them to come out. I know. That's what they say. It's efficiency, and then it's also pay- paying people, and it's good, I guess. I have a nitpick with Oregon. I'm done. Uh, you yeah, do. Man. I don't know what I've said so far, so I'll just reiterate. You do have to bump your own gas everywhere in Utah. Thank you for that. I'm, you I'm said also... the opposite of that like seven times. It's I've had a long day, <laughs> and you oh, you chucked a bunch oh. of double negatives in there, like multiple oh. double negatives. Uh, I don't I don't think so, but uh, I think it's time to go to ratings. Wow. There were at least four <laughs> negatives. I can't. An emotional breakdown here. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Overrated to horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Terrence Howard would rate the importance of acting on a cosmic scale. I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it's forever, but I've spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy what I'm doing when I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that you know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue, you know, walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world? And for 10, think about Basher would write working with proper villains. He's done you, Bob. Yeah, he's waiting around the corner. Oh, it's terrific. It'll be nice working with proper villains again. 
Stories first guiding which rate these movies. Jake, you're going to go first on story because I said so. <laughs> you are not ready. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> to go first or to go at all? To go at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving this a six for a story. I felt like I wanted to go higher. However, <laughs> it's still a simple story. I can't give it. I can't give it like too much credit for the twist at the end because it's still simple. I don't. I don't know. This one was. This was the hardest category for me to rate. I agree because I feel like part of me really wanted to be like, oh my god, like the origination of this twist and like all that cool stuff. But then part of me is like, this is a simple movie and it gets by on. Like something that is simple yet effective, right? Tone more than and anything. that ultimately what won out was closer to the middle, but it is above average. Sure, I I feel bad about it though. I'll tell you that, Mark. What are you gonna give it? I can't believe he was as low as he was. I gave it a six and a half. I for almost exactly fucking asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Did you have the same internal dialogue? I, yeah, basically it was like the yeah. story's relatively simple, but this is like the grounding point for a lot of the shit that I felt like. You know, I feel like we still see this type of movie making in a lot of the scares we see today, particularly in like Blumhouse movies. Uh, maybe that's just because I read that James Wan was, you know, into this movie. But I also feel like this kind of laid that groundwork a little bit. And I needed to credit it somewhere. It also, as we talked about earlier, did the Sixth Sense twist 50 something years in advance of the Sixth Sense doing it. Yeah, totally. I mean, the sixth twist, the others twist, like a lot of fucking twists. It did it earlier. I gave it a seven. I think the only reason oh, no. I, like, I like the Twilight Zone shit a little bit more than you guys do. So I really liked the back and forth between her seeing ghosts and her being lost to the present she's in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool and really creative. And oh, um, you know what's great that we we have touched on it, but I don't know if we really gave it its drift. The the sequences where she just suddenly is out of time and no one can see her. Yeah, fucking love it, man. It's so good. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's a good. That's a good element. Yeah, that Twilight Zone shit is awesome, and I really like the way they blend the two together with like the she's being haunted and then she's just gone. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And then it's a cool twist. I'm giving it a seven. I did do the exact same monologue though internally. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's gonna take us to world building and immersion. Jake. Oh my god, I'm prepared this time. I gave it a two. <laughs> uh, this is a hard movie Whoa. to stay invested in. It's old, and that has an effect it really does if you're being honest with yourself in this day and age and we try not to penalize too much just because something's old but it has an effect guys and secondarily i'm trying not to double penalize but there are some things here that are of the old movie style that really pull you out this is a hard movie to stay invested in it will bring you back in in almost any sequence that is cued off by a ghoul appearing but other than that, like anything that had to do with the plot surrounding that, anytime that Johnny, whatever his name is on screen, I'm I'm like Bravo. almost all, all the way out. <laughs> almost all the way out. Yeah. Fair I, enough. I, I was not immersed in this movie at all. Wow. Mark. I mean, I'm in agreement, but I went substantially higher. I gave it a three and a half. It's <laughs> substantially. Almost double. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's almost double what Jake gave it. I uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add. Aside from the fact get, that you're kind of going in knowing that it's from 1962, so I guess yeah, you're, yeah. Up, you're giving it the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it's still not that immersive. Sure. I give it a five. Okay, um, tell me why. Pretty high. One, because I was... Not really, but yeah. Uh, really, really enthralled with this movie based on how I was expecting to be. Movies of this era often take me out because it's just like you're sitting there 
watch like oh when is this gonna end never never does in this movie for me i was always interested in what was happening and more importantly than that the the disparate kinds of cinematography they had from scene to scene i thought all really served a cohesive purpose and kept me really interested so you have these like long tracking shots far away of her in like a mall or something that are that are you know from from zoomed really out and then really close up on her as she's driving going away i thought there were these really interesting disparate shots from a cinematography perspective that all worked really well to the same end and so i put that into world building i liked it a lot i also was never really taken out of this movie besides the really sexist stuff and the transatlantic accent stuff but it's uh and what is that kind of unavoidable what does that sound like <laughs> oh my that's you um, just said the vapors again the vapors, yeah. Yeah. yeah well what are you gonna do i don't i'm not gonna do anything i'm just gonna complain about it yeah i gave it a five yeah, uh, it's gonna take us to uh, scare factors scare in the next factor. category. Thank yep, you. yep. Jake gave us a two as well. Uh, that were, seems low. There were moments here. There were moments here when when Herc Herc Herky Hart Harvey Herky Herc 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 and Jerk. Cool Herc. Who is yes, the director? What was the director's Herc, name? Herc and Jerk. What's the director's name? Herc and Jerk. I'm not you giving him his credit. No, you got it. Herc and Jerk appears uh, as the the main <laughs> ghoul, and there. Mark mentioned it. Herc Hervey. As Mark mentioned earlier, the those are really jump scares. That's what they are. And I think that they work, but they are kind of the sole thing that happens here from a from a scare factor standpoint. There's an air of unease, I suppose, but really that matched with the general out that I was throughout this movie does not make for a high scare factor just, score. Just I kind of tied it to my immersion. Just to clarify a little bit, it is the soul, uh, but it, it's not a soldier. <laughs> Mark, we already had the part where we needed to come up with a song. Damn so. it! Okay, I'm too late. Okay, I'll bring it up early next time. Thank you. Mark, what's your scare factor score? <laughs> Great transition. I gave it a two and a half. It's not a particularly scary movie. It has a I don't know, it has its moments, but I think me and Jake are kind of in lockstep on this one. Yeah, I Jack gave it a four. It a six. I gave okay. it a four. Um I th- I think the difference for me is that that Twilight Zone shit gets to me more than it does to you guys. And I you said the, that already. I know, but I, I thought the 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 switching back and forth between she's seeing ghouls, which were a little bit scary, and then the she's just totally gone from existence really kind of freaked me out. I also really like the scene where she go like she can't get a ticket for the bus because no one can see her, and then she overhears which bus is leaving. She runs to that bus and gets on it, and it's full of fucking ghouls. That actually scared me when I was watching it late at night. Ghouls, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck no, dude! How no? Oh yeah, hell no! (laughs) Can't even do it right. You're an asshole. Anyway, I gave it a four. It's gonna do effects or do just lack thereof. Yeah, I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I wanted to go higher visually. This isn't doing a ton. There's some cool sets. Talked about that. That thing did exist, Mark, in the Great Salt Lake. Still does. I am learning more about the Salt Air right now. I I may have built it incorrectly. (laughs) Cool. He hasn't been listening. Well, we we there's a little peek behind the curtain. We don't listen to each other for reasons, not for not reasons. Um, sometimes for not reasons. And sometimes what's really for dra- reasons. What's really dragging this down is sound, because Jack's. Well, it'll be better after Jack fucking refolies the whole movie. Let's put it that way. It's gonna be Four a lot a better. <laughs> I'm gonna refolie the whole movie. If you do a good job on the last 15 minutes, then we're probably gonna advocate for a whole movie. <laughs> a to Z horror. Yeah, we're bringing you new content, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've been clamoring for Mark. How about you? Uh, I went a little bit higher. I gave it a uh, six, which I mean, that's a okay. lot higher. That's not that much higher. You have a four and a half. 
I no. did. One and a half Tell me about the six. I was Jesus. doing a joke that you guys are have been a point and a half apart this is a whole fucking time. Oh, okay. Maybe we need to recalibrate. Anyways, I, I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say here. He, he nailed it. The four points worth of bad sound and six points worth of good makeup and cinematography. Yeah, listener, I do need to point out that Mark almost didn't answer because he was too busy Googling something else. He's, so. he's too busy going deep on the salt air. <laughs> he's out. Look, Mark has left six, the building. I gave it a 6-2 for the same reasons. That's the thing. Why are you yelling at oh. me then, man? We're on the same team. Because you're talking nonsense over there. Overall. I talk nonsense every week. <laughs> and I can't I wanna, shit every week. I want to linger on that for a second. Uh, guess what I did with this movie, guys? You Andy Dalton did. I panicked, and then I Andy Dalton did. <laughs> that feels like the right place for me, though. That feels good. I like it. Andy Dalton, five and a half is what that means, guys. Mark. <laughs> what? How, how about that? I, I had to explain suppose. what Andy Dalton means. Do you have any score that's at a five and a half or above? Yeah. Which one? Uh, story was a six. And none of so It's a bit of a tilt-up. I'll yeah, go a little bit yeah, deeper. Yeah, yeah. I, I went six, two, two, four and a half, and overall was a five and a half. Look, if you're watching this movie today, especially, it's because this movie's story does a hard. relatively cool thing. Yeah, despite Old movies are hard. Perfect rating system. I weighted it more heavily towards that story and that twist, because I think you have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, spoilers, I'm going to do the same thing. <sighs> Again, it's going to be a nine. Uh, I gave it a five, uh, which is a slight tilt-up. The numeric average of my scores would be a 4.625, so... Whatever, I'm rounding up. Um, sure. And that's purely based off the classical elements of this. This is one of those ones that, again, you'll kind of just hear about. Not Apparently not if you Google it, but every once in a while, you'll just hear about this one. <laughs> if Holy you Google shit. it, you won't hear about it. You would read it, maybe. <laughs> you have dictation on. <laughs> what if you have the ease of access thing? The Microsoft classic horror there? movies are <laughs> Psycho, Cujo. Go, Jack. <laughs> I gave it a nine overall. No, I didn't. Uh, Hold on, wait, can I did you give it a transatlantic accent. <laughs> I gave it a nine. <laughs> Mother of God, what did you give it? Actually, I gave it a seven. Um, it is wow. Tilt it's tilt up, but holy shit, this is one of my favorite of the old classics that we've watched. This is really, really easy to watch. It works really well. The horror concepts hold up some of the best and I can see where they inspired like shit like the conjuring and all that kind of stuff. Like they, they work well and are present a lot of places. It's really, really cool movie. It's one that I think it's important to watch as a horror fan. So I give it a seven. (laughs) You want to lead into our next little segment any more than that? A thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Oh, literally the last thing you said is it's important to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, did you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I gave down? it a seven. What do you think? Why do we even do this segment? I gave it a fucking seven. It should just be numerically based. I don't get this segment. Ah, uh, uh, fuck. We yeah. should do another fight in this segment. Yeah. Oh, my God. We... <laughs> well, I, I fucking didn't want to talk to you the next day after that. <laughs> <laughs> did you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs, thumbs down? Thumbs up, you stupid asshole. Mark, you're, I think, so I get, I Andy Dalton it, but I gave it a thumbs up. I do think it's important to watch. It didn't hit me in a way that, like, most movies now would have the capacity to, but it's important for sure. I like the better would you give it? You gave it below average. I I think I'm going to go with a thumbs down. It's hard for me. It's a classic. I feel like, you know, if you're interested in seeing this type of movie, then, you know, probably give it, probably give it a watch, but I'm not going to give a thumbs up to Citizen Kane. And that's like the number one best movie of all time by most people's things. Right. That movie stinks. Exactly. Like this is a horror movie to watch. It's not particularly entertaining. 
Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs down, but if you're interested in film history, then maybe give it a watch. But that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's what he's saying. I disagree with a lot of what we he said, but I also missed when we down. just did terrible improv during this segment. Yeah, you know. When three guys with no improv training or <laughs> instincts did improv. Oh, I got Ernie. Do you want to hear from Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? We we did the, the Ernie segment. We did where he was for like, I don't know, 15, 20 episodes there. Ernie worked, man. I, I loved it. I'll see if I can find him. I'm sure he's around here somewhere. Ernie's right. still it's working. It's better than this dumbass segment where I just get angry. <laughs> well, now that we've lost Ernie, you have no reason to live, so... I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. Should we leave? Get the Should fuck out leave? of here is what we gotta do. Oh my god. This has been episode 155 of the A to Z Whorecast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Whore.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. Those are both Facebook and Twitter, and those links are down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. If that's not what you're interested in, or if you just can't swing it right now, that's cool too. We're just happy you're here hanging out with us and we're keep making the same great content for you anyway. As always, and as every week, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their links can be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're continuing on with, I think, for this crop, it's our last selection that is one of our own, if that makes sense. Doesn't. But it does. Uh... We, we have these Patreon I mean, yeah. things no, going on you, now. You it's just, one of ours. It's a new world. And it's the last one of ours yeah. for this crop. Yeah. And it's the host. So we're changing it up just a bit. Yeah. That's going to be coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week. Everybody. That's that's the one. You're right. There is no song called that. Yeah, as far as titles go. But if I had said Fade In Out, you would have been like, oh, yeah, that one. Probably. <laughs> Fuck you. You're sure. so stupid. I hate you. <laughs>